to another episode of Parminio. Welcome to another episode of Parminio. So tell me, how would you go about leading a new product development project? You may be asked that question someday, whether it's in the interview process where the person you're interviewing with asks that question, or in, you might be in the role of a chief of staff and you, be, you might be asked to lead a project um, that centers around a new product being developed. So it's important that you understand how to answer that and how to develop a new product. And before we get into answering that, there are some kind of key things to understand. First of all, this is different than our last podcast, which asked us about how we implement a new process. Here, what we're doing is we're guiding a project around a product being developed. However, in order to do that successfully, we have to have some kind of a process or a roadmap that we're gonna follow to develop that product, right? And within different organizations, you're gonna have different levels of maturity in terms of how people develop products. And it's important as we're gonna find out. So you wanna know, what does the product development process look like in this organization? And where does this product lie within that process before we start? So those are some kind of key things we wanna understand. Okay, so before we get into answering and formulating a succinct um, response to the question, what we wanna do is go in and look at a few things that'll help us to be um, have a better understanding of what's important and what's key to success in new product development. So what we're gonna do first, we're gonna look at key factors in new product development success. Second, we're gonna look at six best practices as outlined by Kahn, Barczyk, and Moss. And then third, we're gonna look at a new product development process, a generalized process that was developed by Booz Allen and Hamilton a number of years ago which a number of firms, a lot of organizations use some iteration of this, this product development process um, today. And so it's a good place to start and just kind of understand kind of the, the basic steps within um, new product development. So first of all, let's look at some key factors in new product development success. What's important? Um, because if we're gonna de be developing a product, we wanna know this. So out of, um, by the way, Cooper and Kleinschmidt have done a ton of work in the new product development um, area in terms of understanding best practices and what stage gating looks like and um, the process in itself and what's important. And what they've done is they've looked at a number of factors. They identified nine key factors of NPD, new product development success. And what they said was that the two most important factors out of those nine, number one, is that you have some kind of new product process in place that you're using. That's a key factor of success. It's replicable, repeatable. Second is that you have an articulated product strategy. Um, your product strategy flows from the top of the organization in terms of what your vision and your objectives and where you're going as an organization. It all flows, it's coherent, and it's aligned with the vision and where the organization's going. And it's articulated in terms of how we develop products. So those are two important things. 
Um, some other important uh, criteria is that you have an innovative climate culture. That's another key to NPD, new product development successes identified by Cooper and Kleinschmidt. And what that means as far as the best practice is that you have integrated product development that work together as functional teams to develop projects or products and has the support of, of upper management, it has support of policy, you have champions identified, um, HR supports this, it's integrated within the organization, it's valued by the culture of the organization. Poor practices are that you have NPD work completed by individuals, not cross-functional teams, people working in silos. Um, that's a sure sign of you're going to have problems with product development success. And another poor practice is, is that you do new product development is done on an ad hoc basis. So just randomly, no kind of process. It's kind of done here and there. We don't want to be doing new product development like that. Another key factor is measurement of NPD processes is a, as a key success factor. Measurement leads to improvements in the NPD process. Um, what Cooper and Kleinschmidt also tell us is that two of the least, most least understood factors in bioorganizations has to do with climate and, and culture and measurement. So we want to understand that. We want to understand what climate and culture looks like, innovative teams, cross-functional, working together, and we're, we're developing ways to measure our NPD process. It doesn't have to be perfect from day one. If you're working in a uh, a startup or a more immature organization, it, it's an iterative process. You're looking to build this out over time. Um, nobody's going to have the best-in-class NPD process overnight. And we can't stop developing products, right? But what we can do is say, as we're developing products, how do we reiterate and, ha and have a, a good iterative process in, a, in an innovative culture that helps us to develop products in a successful way. We can be doing those things in parallel. Okay, so um, let's look at six, six best practices as identified by Kahn, Barczyk, and Moss. And what the six are is number one, strategy. Number two, portfolio management. Number three, having a process for NPD. Four, market research. Five has to do with people. And six is metrics and measurements. So again, Number one strategy, and that's having an NPD process integrated into the strategy of the organization. Um, it's linked to the, the vision and objectives and leading firms guide NPD activity with their strategy. Uh, again, identified by Cooper and Kleinschmidt. The second best practice was portfolio management. This means we screen products and, and concepts and compare them to one another and rank them. We don't just identify an idea and then run with it. We're screening things in a portfolio approach to find the best product that answers the question of our customer pain points and develops products that are also profitable, of course. And we're, we're, we're looking at these things in a portfolio perspective. Um, according to the research, Cooper says 21% of organizations um, have well-executed portfolio management. So that's an area that most organizations can improve. Number three is process for NPD. This means that you have NPD steps, corresponding activities, gate criteria uh, associated with the steps. 
And what Cooper and Kleinschmidt say is that about 50% of organizations have criteria um, at, to evaluate the product at, at different stages and they use gates. That means at each step in the process, we evaluate it based upon defined criteria, whether we kill the project, we reiterate it, send it back, or we proceed to the next uh, step. And that's a good discipline to have. Four is market research. This means we have activities for sensing, learning about customer pain points. We understand what's going on in the marketplace. We understand what competitors are doing and we provide adequate resources to this function. Fifth is people. And people really revolves around team-related activities, cross-functional activities, coming together as an organization um, in a very unified manner to develop products. And about 40-50% of organizations use champions to lead their new product development um, processes and projects. And finally, six has to do with metrics and measurements. And this is NPD performance is tracked, reported, used, and, and used to make improvements and adjustments. So again, if we're being asked to launch and lead a new product development project, understanding um, the key success factors is important. How can we integrate and improve upon these things each time we go through the process of developing new products? And how can we um, make stronger um, the values in our organization that support having a robust and effective product development process? Cross-functional teams are valued. We value an innovative culture. We value measuring this process, right? Okay, so let's move on and let's look at what a process, a new product development process looks like if, if we look at and what we're going to do is take a look at the work that Booz Allen and Hamilton did a number of years ago to develop their process that many organizations use some form of this process. Um, there are other models that are defined and used. They all have some similar aspects to this. So we're going to go through the seven stages that Booz Allen and Hamilton defined. Number one, having a new product strategy. Number two, having an idea generation function. Number three, screening and evaluation. Four, business analysis. Five, design and development. We're doing the work. Six, testing. And seven, commercialization. So, Let's just go through it here. New product strategy, of course, we talked about that already. It links NPD to the vision objectives of the organization. We have a succinct, coherent, unified new product development strategy approach. Um, our, some of our metrics, we have ROI. Some of our tools we can use, our balanced scorecard, OKRs, things like that. So we're understanding, we're measuring the process. It's articulated. People understand what our new product strategy um, is. Number two is idea generation. This has to do with creating product ideas that meet our vision and objectives, and we're ranking them, and we're assessing them against each other. And what Booz Allen tell us is that it takes about seven ideas to create one successful product. So we're, we're having a robust idea generation capability is important. Some of the tools we can have are customer interviews, lead user analysis, gap analysis, um, customer surveys, on-site observations of, of customer um, using our tools and other um, products in the marketplace. Um, some metrics are ideas by customer, customer site visits and things like that. 
The third stage is screening and evaluation. This is an evaluation and ranking of NPD proposals. So we're looking at the different ideas being generated. Um, what do they yield in terms of customer benefits? What do they yield in terms of uh, potential payback? So things like NPV, net present value, IRR, internal rate of return. Um, and so we're doing our financial analysis, market analysis, competitor analysis. Then we also have the business analysis stage in here, along with screening and evaluation. We're defining the product and verifying its attractiveness. So we've defined the product, we've verified its attractiveness. Um, we're, we're seeing that it yields positive financial returns. It's, it's addressing customer pain points, making their lives easier and pleasant and beautiful. And once we, we decide to move from the business analysis, the screening evaluation to design and development, and hopefully we do that because we have defined criteria to move to that stage, then we move into design and development. And design and development typically is the, the most time of the phases, about 40% of NPD time. And it represents our biggest area for, or for improvement if we can reduce development time and cost, that's, that's a big thing because it helps us get to market faster. Six is testing, and that's validation of the product. Um, and as we're testing it, we're testing it through the development stage, the iterative process. We're developing, we're testing, as we get further along, we're developing, we might have to iterate. And as we get closer to the end, um, again, we're gonna wanna have testing and measure for customer acceptance, performance, and functionality before we ever go to commercialization, right? Because we don't want to put a product out in the marketplace that doesn't work and, and gives us a bad reputation. If the product makes it through testing, um, then we go to commercialization, which is distribution, production, marketing, and selling. So those are the seven, seven steps that have been outlined by those are the seven steps that have been outlined by Booz Allen and Hamilton. Many organizations, 40 to 50% use a stage gating um, model, which means at each stage of development, we have defined criteria whether we can move to the next stage or not. And if we have measurements and metrics associated with it in terms of financial return, customer acceptance, whatnot, we can have some discipline in our approach so we're not just running and developing things that are going to be failures, right? And so the stage gating process is done just for that. It, it facilitates iteration, feedback loops. We might move a project back up the chain in, in the process and have it reiterated and recalibrated and adjusted. Then as, as it's, that work is done, it can move back through the process again or it might be killed. But it's good to have discipline in this process, and that's what stage gating is all about. Okay, so now we've, we've taken a look at what's important in the new product development process. We know that cross-functional teams are important. Innovative, innovative climate and culture, people working together. We want to have some kind of a process that adheres to best practices. We don't want to be doing this on an ad hoc basis. We don't want people working in isolation. We want cross-functional teams. We want to be thinking about how we can measure our process. So if we go back to the question now, well, tell me how you would lead this new product development project. Let's start off with what we want to know here. 
First of all, we know having a process is important. So what does our process look like in this organization? We want to ask that question and understand it. Second, um, where would this product that we're, I'm being asked to lead, where does it stand within this process? Is it an idea generation? Is it in screening and evaluation? Is it in design and development? Where is it at? Okay, and so first thing is, if we don't have a very mature process in place, one of the things that we can do and recommend is that we, we put in a component whereby me as leading this process, how can we as an organization use this, this opportunity of developing this product to become better at new product development as a process? What are the things that we can put in place? Uh, what is our culture yield in terms of innovation and cross-functional teams? What do we value? Are we measuring anything right now? What might we want to measure going forward? And so one of the th pieces of this project that we could include would be kind of having an iterative process to develop and, and help us get to a more robust place in terms of new product development. No organization is going to go overnight from being uh, a 40 or 50 person startup to being and having the most refined, disciplined, new product development process and strategy in place. But if we know what the key important things are, we can start talking about them. And we can start emphasizing them during the course of developing this product, right? So we can do it in a parallel process and make it iterative. Each time we're developing products, we make an effort to develop a more robust process that reflects upon best practices. So A, what does our process look like? B, um, where is um, this product in terms of this process and see based upon the maturity of our process that we have today how can we in a parallel process to this product um, make it um, a more robust process and I would give some recommendations for doing that teaching and learning and as a group that's coming together understanding as a team what are the best practices so that we can create a more robust process in this organization those three things first. And then once that's done, we can kind of go back to kind of a standard change organizational new project um, model where I want to link our project to our overall vision and strategy of the organization, define what our project objectives are, understand who is our product development champion for this project, and then put together a cross-functional team based upon a stakeholder analysis and, a, and an analysis of who has an interest, who has an impact. So I'm going to have you know, product product group, product development, engineering, product marketing, um, some other people who are going to have an interest in developing this product, project sales, finance, etc. And we're going to bring the team together and then we're going to launch the project. And then within that project, again, we're going to talk about how it links to the vision and strategy of the organization, what our project objective is, who our champion is, and what we're trying to achieve from a product development standpoint. So those are the steps that you can take if you're ever asked the question well, of, tell me how you would lead a new product to be developed with based upon having some good knowledge of how um, 
best practices are involved in terms of new product development, you can bring this to a higher level and really help to um, improve the process that you have in your organization in terms of new product developments so that over time, every time you're developing products, you're getting better and better and better. And, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, by the way, if you want to have the show notes for this podcast, you can find them at www.parmenio.patreon.com, P-A-R-M-E-N-I-O, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. You'll find them there. And we appreciate uh, everybody who listens to this podcast and makes it a success. We appreciate um, that very much. And what we're doing again is we're working together to come together to achieve our dreams. Our dreams are here, your dreams, and your partner's dreams. That's what we're always trying to do is come together to achieve our dreams in unison, in a beautiful thing. So thank you once again for listening to this episode of Parminio.